Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Paisley Gilmore. And I'm Laura Capon. This week, we'll be joined by Colin, who is an orgasmic masseuse and whose client, Cece, we interviewed in our first ever episode. And let's just say he's been a much requested guest ever since. And personally, I'm buzzing. So I can't wait. I'm also a bit nervous, but um, just uh, well, let's try and rein it in for now. <laughs> we'll um, try. We'll try. Before we bring out Colin, I wanted to talk about my new obsession, which I think is the entire nation's new obsession, Paisley. Yeah. Um, normal people. Oh. I was a bit late to this because I didn't love the book. Um no shade to Sally, just didn't love the book. And I was like, oh, and then, you know, when everyone hypes it up and it almost puts you off, but I finally kind of relented and, oh my God, I watched the entire thing in one day. <gasps> That's a lot of emotional trauma for one day. <laughs> yeah, I think it's why I was in such a bad place yesterday. Um, I just think it's the most realistic um, portrayal of a relationship I've ever seen um, in like a TV show or a film. I'm like smiling from ear to ear because I'm a huge Sally Rooney fan. So to hear someone say that makes me really happy. Um, <laughs> honestly, um, what did you love about it? Like, what did you think was realistic? I know you've mentioned the sex, but. Yeah. And just like their actual conversations, like sometimes they made me feel kind of uncomfortable because it reminds you of things you said or done that, you know, like when they're in, or like just before they have sex and like, Marianne will say something that's like, oh, you don't think I'm pretty. And it just completely oh. like kills, kills a vibe. But, you know, you've done that yourself and you just yeah. think, oh, just those kind of conversations. And even with um, when Connell's with his um, girlfriend, Helen, and she kind of after the funeral. Well, right. Spoiler central. Elsie. Oh, well, I, well, I didn't say who's. Um, <laughs> she's kind of really annoyed with him. And I, I just think we've all had those like awkward conversations where you know something is wrong and also just a lot of the stuff they don't communicate I I feel it's that thing of like looking back I'm like just talk to each other and it'll be fine yeah it's like um a textbook case of miscommunication isn't it which is kind of frustrating to watch but so realistic and what do you think of the sex scenes because I I got quite annoyed because a lot of people were reporting it as like the raunchiest show to ever be on television there's 41 minutes of sex scenes in this show but to me, it's not raunchy at all. It's completely just realistic. What do you think? I mean, I don't know if you're a good um, raunch, um, what would we use, thermometer. Um, Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would take a lot of you to be like, that's raunchy. No shade intended. Um, I thought it was quite 
like I was glad I watched it alone and I did turn the sound down a bit bearing in mind I'm back with my like in my family home but I don't I think it was realistically raunchy in that sense like they obviously had great sex together um but yeah I agree it wasn't like I was watching porn um yes Although you did see a flash of penis, which, do you know what I was happy for? Because you always just see the woman. And I was like, no, it's nice to not just see the woman. I think that's that's one like real positive of the show is that none of the nudity is gratuitous and it's so equal between her and him. Whereas like you say, usually it's like boob flash, boob flash, never get to see a peen. Another thing I thought it did so, so well was the first time they have sex, the way they negotiate consent was like seamless and... The consent was gained and given, but it didn't like ruin the moment. And I think so rarely do we see characters get consent or even talk about contraception and using condoms, but they did it so well. Yeah. And even that time when she's kind of drunk and she wants to have sex with him and he says no, um, it didn't feel unnatural or like they tried to be... um, I don't, it's obviously, I don't want to use the term woke, but it wasn't like they tried to force that. That felt like a very natural conversation mm-hmm. that it was like, um, why do more people not have? <laughs> yeah, no, you're so right. And it, it's just, it kind of highlighted to me how how um, infrequently we see sex scenes done well on TV. Yeah, that, well, and realistically. Um, yeah. I'm just honestly obsessed. And my friend Billy is behind the um, Connell's Chain Instagram account. Yeah. Um, so yeah followed that um please do she's basically gone viral from home <laughs> <laughs> and also great news they're making um Sally Rooney's other book conversations with friends into a show and that has got loads of sex and it's queer sex and I'm so excited I haven't even read maybe I should read it first you didn't like the books though too much you didn't like normal okay, people yeah let's just stick to the tv show yeah stay in your lane Elsie <laughs> okay. um, let's get yeah. Colin on yes. So we're joined today by Colin Richards, who's an orgasmic or sensual, can never say that (laughs) word, masseuse. Um, You may have heard of Colin if you've listened to our first ever episode with Cece, who's one of Colin's clients. We had so many requests from listeners who wanted to hear from Colin that he's agreed to come on and share what his job is like and why people really come to see him. So hello, Colin. Yes. Hi there, Paisley. Hi there, Laura. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you, Colin, I have to say. Well, I'm flattered. And uh, yes, I heard the podcast that Stacey gave. And I must admit, I was I was really touched by a lot of what she said and how valuable it had been for her. Yeah, we were obsessed with, we keep calling it her journey. And we we're obsessed with like, how you can see there's been such a change in her since she's come to see you. Oh, massively. Um, obviously, we're still in touch. And uh she she goes from strength to strength. I mean, her ultimate aim is obviously to to get into a uh, very uh, fulfilling relationship. And I don't think she's too far away from that. Her confidence is soared. She's much more self-aware about her, you know, her, her personality, her areas of her sexual sort of concerns and fears are now turned into desires and uh, an adventure, really. That's so good to hear. Um, for people who haven't listen to that episode would you just briefly explain what your job is yes well i i call myself a, a sex and relationship engineer which uh, is an unusual title but i <laughs> i struggled with the the word therapist and um i'm not really uh i don't get involved in tantra so i don't go down that line either an engineer just sounded like something that brought everything together because i have a more what i might call a humanistic approach to sexuality in the sense that i look at 
uh, not obviously the sexual side of it, but also the anthropological, the biological, the psychological, uh, the emotional, you know, which is separate from the psychological, and bring it all together. And you know, we're all we're all very different and unique in this because we're all components of lots of little small parts that all come together to bring the whole. And sometimes those parts come together very well and we have very good fulfilling sex lives and relationships. Other times, you know, it's they're handicapped or things go wrong or we have experiences that can can shift things. So I try to bring people through all that to help them understand who they are. And then we work on whatever area it is, whether it's just exploration, confidence, or overcoming a fear or an issue or something, then uh, we just go down whichever avenue is right for them at the time. And kind of day to day, what does your job look like, Colin? I know it would vary, but um, say a kind of typical day. Well, I mean, it, uh, as I said, people come to me for all sorts of reasons. So I see men, women, couples. Uh, my average day will be obviously getting up and uh, checking the emails. I get inquiries from all over the world. Sometimes it's people just asking for a bit of advice on the internet. Uh, sometimes they'll be thinking of coming to see me. And so they'll be booking an appointment. So once we've sort of ascertained what it is that they need, if they're coming to see me, then uh, I then send them information. They scan the website to see what treatment they're thinking of having. And then I send sort of pre, pre-forms that they fill in so that we have a real, both have a real clarity because obviously it's a very, it can be a very intimate treatment um, and there has to be a lot of trust. And so I'm very um, transparent in everything. And so my website goes through uh, intense detail, which I think a lot of people appreciate. And uh, then obviously people, I usually see between sort of seven to 10 people uh, a week um, or couples, it could be. And um, They'll arrive, uh, we'll make, depending on which appointment they have, if they come for what Cece initially came for, which was the psychosensual, which is a three-hour appointment, we'll sit down, we'll have a conversation, find out a little bit more about what's going on, maybe dig a bit deeper into the uh, emotional drivers as to where she's coming from. And then the massage would follow, which would be very much designed to fit with the story that uh, she's just told me. And so it might be that... Um, the massage might be a very gentle, very calming, um, very intimate uh, massage, or it might be more assertive. It depends on the person and what what it is that will basically help begin to overcome those um, those concerns and, and anxieties. I didn't know massages had personalities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm shocked. Um, why would why do couples come to see you then? What what do you do for them? Um, it varies. Again, obviously, I sometimes I'll see young couples who are just uh, in this day and age now with the internet. Obviously, young couples are exploring all the time, and they might want to try something new, something different. They might be thinking of going to a party, but they just want to double check and see what it's like and how they would feel with the third person in the room. So they'll maybe come along and and have a tandem massage where one will lie on one massage bed, another another, and I'll bring in a second masseur, and it'll just be essential massage, but within a controlled environment and obviously it's not going to um you know chase them down the street afterwards there's no sort of no one's going to be compromised because to a degree it's in a in a sort of contractual situation and they can they can orchestrate it and they can set their boundaries so it's an exploratory type uh, experience sometimes it's about sexuality it might be um there's one of the couple or both the couple want to explore same sex touch but again in a controlled environment or there may be couples who maybe have been together 20 25 years 
They've come through, you know, the children have left home, gone to university. They've now suddenly had to reconnect sexually. And it's like, oh, actually, we don't quite remember how to do all this. So let's see if we can just re-energize. And so, again, they might be looking at going to events or parties or maybe meeting other couples online. And so they'll come along and use, again, the environment just to test the ground and see how they feel. In some cases, in couples who've been together for a fair time, it might be that the sexual dynamic has kind of shifted and uh, they're just looking to explore something that the other partner can't. So I quite often see couples where the female partner will have the massage and the male will either watch or join in partway through. So it's him giving her the opportunity to explore something that maybe he's not given in the past. And then obviously that sometimes folds into a workshop because... Um, at the end of the at the end of the uh, the, the the treatment, um, I often hear the the partner or the, the the female partner say that was amazing, and obviously the partner then the male partner then says, "Well, how can I learn to do that?" So they then come back for a workshop, and we'll do a couple's workshop where I'll teach one on the other and vice versa. And how did you learn, Colin, that um, you had this, um, shall we say, talent? Um, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do before? Um, because I can't imagine it's something that you get like a qualification for. Well, it's, I mean, obviously I have qualifications, um, but it depends on, on how you label qualifications. Clearly, I've always had a fascination about people's behavior. So the psychology was something I was always interested in. I took myself off to do a massage course. Now, it had been something I'd always been curious about, and I can really trace it back to when I was 10 years old, 8 years old, seeing a young couple on the beach, um, one giving the other one a massage with suntan lotion and being really affected by it. So when I went to go and do this massage course in in a proper uh, sort of natural health centre in Totnes, I was pleasantly surprised to discover I found it very easy and I was obviously quite good at it. And after about maybe a month or two of that um, uh, that course, I put my hand up one day in front of the other 10 female participants, I was the only male, and two female teachers. And I asked what I thought was a very sensible question because here was these women being sent out to, albeit give therapeutic massage, aromatherapy massage, but it was going to be intimate and it was going to be touching people. And nobody had raised the question. So I put my hand up and said, excuse me, but what would you recommend we do if our client gets aroused? And there was a sort of silence in the room. Um, somebody said, oh, that's a typical man question, which I thought was a little unfair. And one of the teachers turned around. They were both excellent, both nurses. One of them turned around and said, well, I just grab it and thump it on the top. What? <laughs> and I was shocked at the dismissiveness of something that clearly was going to be very relevant. And of course, you know, um, it, it can happen. And even in the most normal situations, sports massage, people can get a little bit turned on. So uh, that took me into the world of if I'm going to do this, I'm going to I'm going to sort of tackle this head on. And so I did actually start working as a part time in an osteopath clinic. And I would bring the subject up uh, if they were coming for a you know full body massage rather than just if they're having their you know their ankle done. I would. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's a possibility that you might feel a little aroused. And what that appeared to do very quickly, 
bearing in mind, obviously, there's an, it's a very trusting environment. They're removing most of their clothes. They're letting me touch them. You're breaking through some very fast boundaries. So by the end of the conversation or by the end of the appointment, they were often talking to me about their sex lives and saying, Look, you know, this isn't happening or this happens and I'm not happy or whatever. So I realized there was a real need for um, a space where people could talk about th their sexual relationships. And so uh, that was in 1995. It wasn't until two, 10 years later, after I did go bankrupt and I did get divorced, and I was starting basically with five pounds in my pocket, a friend of mine suggested I started giving sensual massage professionally. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it properly, authentically, and, you know, hit it head on with, with my principles. Hence, I didn't go down the tantric route. And consequently, it grew from there. And very quickly, I developed a client base, came to London. I saw 60 people in the first month in 2005, January, realized I had a whole new career. I then subsequently trained as a psychosexual therapist for two years. I've done NLP. I've done various different bolt-on things, but I've never let go of the fundamental core, which is combining the bodywork with the psychology. And so it grew from there. So, Colin, if I came to see you for one of your massages, um, I'm very nervous. Um, can you talk me through step by step what happens? I hear from a lot of women who say they've been thinking about coming to see me for three years. The Cosmopolitan article that was written on me about five years, four or five years ago was remarkable. And I still get people quoting that saying, I've got the magazine in a drawer and I finally plucked up courage to come and see you. So what would happen is um, usually I'd either get a... Uh, uh, an appointment form completed on on the, on the website, which will give me basic details. I'll then go back and say, which appointment are you thinking of having? And there's choices. They can have what I call the absolute massage, which is um, the most uh, intimate and erotic, or there's the intimacy massage, which is only surface of body, uh, or there is one that is literally just a naturist massage where there's no intended arousal. And the whole point of the arousal in all through, in, in the first two cases is that you're using the arousal as a way to relax the body. And it allows oxytocin to be produced, the endorphins, the sexual arousal. It's an extremely healthy process. So there's a lot on the information on the website. So I'll send a lot of information. I might send a description of the massage. There's videos that people can watch in advance. So they get a real understanding. And of course, you know, there will be some will go, actually, no, it's a bit too, more, too much than I'm looking for at the moment. But the majority, in, I'm, I'm pleased to say, well, wow, that's amazing. I definitely want to come. So um, in more ways than one, one might say. Um, Good one, Colin. <laughs> we love an orgasm pun. And so then I'll send something called the authorization request form, irrespective of what massage they're having, whether it's 60 minutes, 90 minutes, or the most popular, which is 105 minutes, which is a long time. So it's a two and a half hour appointment. They'll then fill it in and be as open, as candid as they want. And obviously, it's an opportunity to explore new things, knowing that, particularly where women are concerned, that there's no expectation to give anything back. There's no judgment. Um, you know, they may be single, they may be in a relationship, they may be recently out of a relationship. This is a space for them to just be the sexual beings they want to be. Because a lot of women feel compromised 
because of what society says they should be like, maybe what their partners don't want them to be like. Um, and they, you know, maybe the partner is a very, should we say, he takes things rather speedily and they're looking for something a little bit more slower and a bit more arousing. Or it might be the other way around. The partner is very um, calm and kind, but not very assertive. So the massage might become much more assertive and dominant. So I, I give. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hear it, whatever's going on. And uh, and then they'll arrive. And as I said, we have a brief chat. They'll have a shower. I leave them to get prepared on their own. And then I'll walk into the room. We'll have another little brief chat about in effect, guidelines around the treatment, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, um, and off it goes. And then at the end, uh, hopefully they feel amazing. They've had a shower. We shake hands in the days when we could shake hands. And it's very businesslike, and off they go. But I often then receive a, a text or something a, you know, a few hours later or the next day saying, my God, I feel completely different. My body is just transformed. As someone who's never had one, does it start off like a kind of typical massage and then end? I, I don't want to say being fingered, but I feel like sometimes with that last one, people weren't kind of very clear. It is fundamentally a full body massage. They lie naked on the massage bed with a towel covering them. I start with a massage of the head. We, we have a little bit of a conversation while I'm doing that. So they relax, they hear things, you're really relaxing. I talk about it being a bit like a performance divided between the overture, uh, which is the introduction. Then you have the therapeutic uh, section, or uh, then you have the sensual section, then you have the erotic section, and then you have basically the climax and, and the end. The first 10 minutes is the overture, which will be Head of the head will be massaged, then the bod the towel will be removed very slowly. I'll use a feather to just stroke up and down the body. Uh, I'll use my fingers just to touch the body lightly so that it uh, gets used to being touched. And that'll last, say, 10 minutes. And then I use hot oil, warm oil. I'll then give the whole of the back area proper 
proper massage, and that's usually, you know, very muscular. I wouldn't say it's a sports massage, but it can be very strong if people want it. And that very quickly relaxes because it gives the person a sense that I'm in control, I know what I'm doing, and that gives them the ability to begin to trust me and let go. So the, the, the therapeutic element of the back, the legs, will last maybe 20, 25 minutes. But as with most people when we've been to a massage, and it always gets a giggle when I'm doing workshops, uh, I say that we've all fantasized that the massage or the masseur goes a little bit further than intended. And so, you know, the hands will go higher up the thighs than they would normally happen in, in a regular massage, uh, in a spa or something. And that brings on sort of the anticipation. It brings up the arousal, the psychological arousal, and gradually builds and builds and builds. And so it's a step by step by step. And to a degree, it's a bit of a dance in the sense that um, I'm watching how the person is responding because clearly everybody responds differently and I will be guided by that. And, you know, if there's clear uh, movement, if there's something that um, I'm doing that is being obviously appreciated, I might do a little bit more. I might test areas. So it's, it's very much a, a, um, an observation from my point of view of seeing what's going on. But I'm always checking in. So I don't talk during the massage, but I do say at the beginning that every now and again I'll hold their hands. And if they're comfortable and everything's okay, they just squeeze my hands back. And I've said to them at the beginning that if there's anything I'm doing that they don't like, they must say so. But equally, if I'm doing something they do like, show some sign and I'll do more. So it's very much geared around them. Do you come back for an encore? <laughs> what do you mean by that, Laura? After Colin's um, description of how it goes with like the first uh, act, you know the encore and it's like, we're finished, no, we're not. Um, how many times, Colin, do people normally orgasm with you? Well, that's, that's you know, that depends. I mean, I see, I, I actually do a lot of work with women who have challenges around orgasm, um, whether it be full anorgasmia where they've never achieved orgasm uh, or only when they're on their own masturbating. Um, and so in those cases, obviously, the massage, they'll come for psychosensual. We'll work out why. Fundamentally, sex is in the brain. That's where it starts. And if your brain is not in the right place, it will always compromise your sexual performance and your sexual pleasure. So if somebody has a challenge like anorgasmia, it's about checking in and finding out where that anxiety is coming from. Is it a need to please? Is it a need to stay in control? Is it a need to always make sure that um, you're the good girl? You don't do things that other people will judge you. What's going on? And that will often go back to quite early, early life, childhood. And so that's where the psychology comes in. And um, I'll, I'll dig back. Now, I've had women who've come along. Let me give you an example of one lady who came along. Um, who uh, was 52 and she'd never achieved orgasm. This is about four or five years ago. Uh, but to look at her, um, she was dressed, stunning, you know, haute couture clothes, very attractive woman, obviously clearly very successful in her world, in finance, ran a big company with her husband. But she said, I've never, ever had an orgasm. And my husband has tried everything, sometimes things that I don't particularly like. He's forced me to have sex with other people. Uh, we've had sex with other couples so that he can get an orgasm from somebody else because I can't orgasm, so he feels a failure um, and various things. And she said, I feel as if I don't belong to the female species. I need to know what's wrong. Clearly in that scenario, it was the fact that she was, she found it very difficult to trust. She was always in control. So the massage for her was very much about being 
in a non-judgmental situation, not being under any pressure to perform, but also a lot of um, intimate hugging, holding, stepping into the paternal role that she didn't get. She had a very dominant, aggressive father and basically make her feel nurtured. That relaxed her. She had three orgasms. Sometimes I'll get women who just say, you know, I, I can orgasm clitorally, but I, I've never had a vaginal orgasm. I want to know where my G-spot is. Um, I've never ejaculated, things like that. And so it can be anything from a woman having her first ever orgasm to somebody having six or seven. And do you ever have um, like penetrative sex with them? Or is it always? No. 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 I, I, obviously it comes up. You know, I'd be, I'd be lying if I didn't. If it comes up, I mean, sometimes it comes up in advance, as in when they fill the forms in, they'll put maybe out of maybe 10% who fill the form in. And the form is very detailed. It asks about G-spot massage, vaginal massage. And remember, the vagina is a, is a muscle. And so when I say vaginal massage, massage, it's not just poking it, poking fingers in and out. It's actually massaging inside. It's actually allowing those muscles to to uh, engorge with um, uh, lubricant. And it's that that makes the difference because the vagina needs to have stimulation and it has once, it's the core of a, of a female body, the whole pelvic floor area. And when that feels relaxed and comfortable, it permeates through the rest of the body. And, and so it really is important to, to do it in a, in a way that it's not just, it doesn't feel just sexual. It's it's more of a, it's as much about the health and well-being. One of the things that Cece said is that there is on the questionnaire, there is a box if the client wants to touch you. So that, would you say there's obviously an element that you get from it as well? You get some sexual pleasure from the massage? Let's put it into context. I have probably given 7,000 sensual massages. That's 7,000 orgasms or more. And, wow. you know, there comes a point, I mean, you know, if I was taken into a five-star restaurant every night, there comes a point where it's not the food that you're going for. Your whole experience changes. So for me, it, irrespective of who the person is, what age they are, where they come from, what the motivation is, what turns me on, and I'm often asked this question, you know, don't you find yourself getting turned on? What turns me on is when I know that I'm making a difference, when I know that I'm enabling this person to believe in themselves, to find their self-worth, and uh, that I'm helping them overcome a challenge or problem. And yes, clearly, you know, the reason I say on the form, um, the way I phrase it is they, they can have a choice. So this particular part of the form is done on a scoring basis. So they can score it 10, 8, 7, 5, 3, 4, 3, 0. Zero meaning, no, I definitely don't want that. 10, I definitely do. And there's a list of about 25 elements that could be anything from um, having your back massaged, having your feet massaged, to nipple stimulation, to clitoral, to G-spot, even to anal, anal touch, anal penetration. And so they can score it. Now, interestingly, obviously, most of the normal things like, you know, do you want clitoral stimulation will be uh, an 8 or a 10. Um, when it comes to something like anal, uh, it's usually either a zero or a three, sometimes a five. Uh, and I can nearly always say that when it is a three, I know that that's something that there's, you know, when she's filling the form in, there's a little bit of curiosity. But when you've actually taken someone through 60 minutes of massage and they're in a completely relaxed, completely aroused place, that number three becomes an eight quite quickly. 
But again, I'm, I'm, I'm there. If she's put a zero for something, it always remains a zero. So one of the questions is, would you like me to be naked? If it's a zero, I remain dressed. If it's not, then I usually start with um, clothes on and then I take my top off after about five minutes, mainly because it's convenient because I use a lot of upper body. And then at some point, they, if they've said they want me to be naked because it makes them feel less exposed themselves, I'll be naked from halfway through. On the form, it says, um, do you want to give reciprocal touch? Usually, it's a three or a five. Occasionally, it's an eight or a ten. But actually, normally on the day, it usually stays as a three or a five. Because what they've suddenly discovered, and this is obviously, I'm talking with women here, what they've discovered is this is all about them. Mm. And unless they, unless they are of the state of mind that says, I can only get turned on by knowing you're turned on, then um, they will touch me. But it's, a very, it's very few women that do that. Most of them go, Jesus Christ. I don't have to do anything. I can just lie here and have it all about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes a nice change. <laughs> so the touch is more about, it's less about reciprocal arousal. It's more about trust, openness. You know, I can touch him if I want, but I don't really want to. And so the majority of women don't touch me. They might touch me for maybe a minute or two, five minutes, and then they'll think, actually, no, I don't want to bother. I'm just going to focus on me. And that's how I want it to be. Because to be perfectly honest, you know, when you're doing 10 a week, there comes a limit. And I'm not a young guy. And, you know, it, the flip side for me is, you know, if they're touching me and I'm tired or I'm not feeling 100% or whatever, I might not get aroused. And that, if it's somebody who needs to have me aroused to make them feel better, that can be quite detrimental to them of, oh, my God, is there something wrong with me? You're not getting aroused. So... It's, you know, it's not something that I'd particularly look for, but I'm not going to say no, because if I turn to someone and say, no, you can't touch me, but hang on a second, you're touching me in a very intimate way, so how come the double standards? So it's about balance. It's about making sure everybody feels comfortable. Sometimes they'll ask me to stay, remain fully dressed. Fine, I'm, I will stay fully dressed. It's whatever works for them. I gave a massage to a, a client, male client yesterday. He was a straight guy. Uh, he came to me because he had erection problems, and it's been a real problem for him for years and premature ejaculation. And I said to him, you know, we are going to have a central massage because I need to see what is going on in your head when you're aroused. And your body needs to experience 90 minutes of arousal without reaching ejaculation. And at the end of it, it worked. He went all the way through. Um, I remained dressed because clearly being a, a straight guy. And he even said at the end, it was very unusual to be touched by a man in this way. And part of my head was saying I shouldn't be doing this, but the other part was going, actually, what's wrong with it? It feels great. That's great. For anyone who's listening who may feel they have trouble reaching orgasm or relaxing during sex, what advice would you give them? And it's mainly women and people with vaginas who, who listen. So I would, I would say never give up hope. Um, I believe that everybody has the ability, unless there's a physiological problem, everybody can reach orgasm. It's about what's understand. It's about finding out what's going on in the head, and working out where the anxiety is kicking in. Because it's the anxiety. We're not designed to be stressed and have sex. And if our if our brain goes into an anxious state, it withholds the arousal because arousal means letting go and means having to trust. And if trusting somebody is difficult, you won't reach arousal. So it's. I would recommend anybody to try central massage because the physical aspect of massage relaxes you 
and also the relationship between myself, the therapist, and you is a very trusting one. So it puts the brain in a very different place. And if people want to find your website, how do they? Just Google Intimacy Matters, uh, Colin Richards, and you'll find me. And happy to chat. I give a 15-minute free phone call just to chat things through if people just want to have an anonymous phone call. Awesome. Thank you so much, Colin. Um, So I wonder how, um, we forgot to ask Colin what he's doing in lockdown, but um, imagine a lot of um, phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I spoke to him. Obviously, he's not giving massages right now in real life. But he's like teaching people over Zoom and doing those workshops he talked about over Zoom, which is interesting. Would you sign up to one of those, PG? Elsie, you know me, I am potentially interested. (laughs) That long pause. Um, (laughs) I just knew that you were going to go, of course you are. Um, What about you? What do do you think? Um, I don't know. I definitely think there's, um, in a lot of stuff he said, very interesting. But I just feel like if I went for any kind of massage and they told me that I might get aroused beforehand, <laughs> just knowing myself, I I mean, I absolutely would not. <laughs> You'd feel awkward. Yeah, I just don't know if I could get over that. Um, I understand. It's definitely not for everyone. Also, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I have been to Colin's flat and watched... Here we go. (laughs) And watched him massage two people and it really turned me on. Um, Did you have to pay? Because I'm really intrigued what his rates are. So I went during like a special, I'm part of this uh, sex positive members club. So we went for that. I didn't have to pay, but I have asked Colin before. And it's kind of, depending on what massage you get between like 200 and 300 pounds ish. Fair. (laughs) You get what you pay for, as they say. Yeah. And to be fair, I think his... I don't know, like Cece was very happy with that, so. Mm-hmm. Worth it. And was it as he described? <laughs> but now I realise we, ha- we I should have just interviewed you. Um, was <laughs> it, so did they, both the people, get sort of aroused as well? Like, was that obvious? One was a man and one was a woman. And the man obviously had an erection and was like almost being given a hand job, And the woman was kind of being fingered. And it was Colin doing um, the woman and his partner doing the man. And it was so hot. There was low lighting. I remember I had a boyfriend at the time who I hated and I was like texting him, like, I'm going to have to come around afterwards. That's how much I hated him. That's how it turned out. How much you hated him, but loved Colin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's really interesting. I think, yeah, I've never heard of a sex and relationship engineer. I definitely think a lot of what he said about um, if you're anxious um around sex it's going to make orgasm difficult I think that's really true but I just don't know how I would get over that in that situation that's the one thing I feel like if I was nervous about sex I don't know doing that I don't I don't know I feel like actual sex would be easier than that <laughs> does that make sense but you've got to remember Cece from our first episode she was so nervous and shy and she did it and she's like a changed woman. So she's she almost gives me hope for those who do feel that nervous. And to be fair, Colin did offer us um, a free massage if we want after the lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> not saying I'm taking him up on it. But, um, <laughs> it. It won't be the first thing I do when the restrictions are lifted. But <laughs> I'll consider it. Although I am intrigued to watch, but I feel like I'd want to watch. I don't know, did you feel a bit awkward just standing in the room texting on your phone? <laughs> well, first of all, I was sat and I had a glass of Prosecco, <laughs> so it wasn't awkward at all. No. There were other people there. There were like 20 of us there. Oh, that many people watching? 
yeah, also, I wish we'd asked about his partner now, so I didn't realise his partner does it with him too. God, I feel like a Colin Richards part two. This brings us to the end of this episode of Cosmopolitans All The Way With. Thanks to Colin for joining us and to you for listening. And if you have any questions or dilemmas, message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitans All The Way With was recorded remotely by Number 8 Studios and is available to download on Acast, iTunes and all the usual podcast apps. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.